Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So while people were talking about the like alien stuff, I was like, wait, so here's the thing about the pyramids. Did you know that like (laughs) (laughs) if you measure each one of them on each side, they're like off by like a centimeter? It's it's crazy. The the pyramids are just like – I yeah, if, you, love, if you throw human love. suffering at, at something for uh, <laughs> decades, you can really do some. Still, do some man, it's crazy those pyramids. But I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm of the uh, you, know, you. Aliens are real. <laughs> Let's be oh, honest here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I laughed. Someone, someone, um, my my cousin was put up a little thing. He put up a pyramid today on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it, and <sighs> I commented to him, and he was like, "There's like these different levels," and he was like these are the crazy levels. And I'm like, so I'm definitely blue. And he just started laughing. I'm like, well, it says aliens. I'm like, aliens are real. Like if we think we're the only people in this world, yeah. <laughs> you got another thing coming. Look at, look, look at us. Look at us. Who, who thought we would get look here? Look, look at us. Look at us. We got to aliens. We, yeah. got, we, we got to talking about some fun stuff. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll talk about conspiracy theories all day long. All right, welcome to episode 18 of season three of Brews and Bruins, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Die Hard, sponsored by DraftKings, a hard listen, according to Drew's dad. Drew is not here. Uh, it's me. It's Cam. And we have our good friend, Court Lalone, from uh, Three Dads in a Console podcast. How are you doing, Court? I'm good, buddies. How are you doing? doing Jesus, well. it feels weird to say from not from Bruins Die Hard's. <laughs> formally yeah uh formally. i know it's been it's been too long since we've had you on court i feel like uh we're always chatting on twitter and stuff and i was just like oh shit we've had court on way too long um, yeah drew had me on uh me and me and z yeah. were on uh yeah or i guess i could just call him colin now yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think we exposed him so yeah colin got doxxed by our podcast yeah so. oh that's not fair to him <laughs> to be fair nobody listens to our podcast it wasn't really us but and he, he also does like video content with uh the soda pod yeah no he's got his whole work, he's so. he's a he's a wild fan now i still love him though it's okay yeah. i don't hold it against him but yeah we we came on with drew and got drunk for no reason yeah that was uh, i one of the few episodes i listened to um and Drew got so high that you took over hosting for him. Which yes, I yes, I had. I, that, that, it was funny because after the episode was over, Drew's off, and me and Colin were like, uh, "Colin was like, so you want to continue the conversation?" Because we were like, we hadn't chatted in a while. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we went onto the Skype and just started chatting. And I joked about it. I was like, "Well, I had to just take over." <laughs> I just saw it in Drew's face. I was like, "All right, yeah. you're done. All right, <laughs> let, let's out. get this going." I'm not, I'm gonna tap in. I'm like I got I got the experience. I'll tap in. Court's like uh, the uh, the concussion protocol, but it's just like the Drew's too high protocol. It's like hey, pull him out of the game. He's he's seen enough tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be something else. <laughs> yeah, he he was he's he was having a good time. You know, he he just looked at it and he was just having a good chat and he was just like he wanted to get into the groove. I was in the scotch and Calm was into the beer and 
Drew was like, well, I guess I got to get in on this. <laughs> Fitting. Fitting stuff. Uh, yeah, Drew's Drew's in Indiana still, so we're uh, going on without him. Uh, do we have any uh, drinks we want to introduce? Uh, yeah, I got something. Uh, so last episode I did um, a winter-specific beer, the Ice Storm in 98 uh, IPA from Baxter Brewing here in Portland. Figured I'd go two seasons further here and or throwback. I got a Harpoon Camp Wanamango, which is their summer beer. Uh, I turned it around and I laughed because the first thing it says is summertime is here in New England, which it certainly <laughs> is not. Um, but yeah, I figured I'd mix it up a little bit here, go with something a little bit sweeter tonight. Uh, it says with a splash of Simcoe and Sultana hops and a refreshing touch of mango puree, this crisp ale pairs with all summer has to offer from Chatham to Lake Champlain. Shout out, Chris. Hey. And everywhere in between. Apparently, I should have had this then because it was summertime <laughs> and we were at Lake Champlain. Uh, but nonetheless, here it is. Uh, crisp and tropical. It says 5%. Uh, pretty much what you'd expect out of this. Like a, kind of a classic pale ale, but that mango puree definitely kicks in with a lot of sweetness. Uh, still pretty crispy though. Drinkability, you could you could throw these things down and give it a solid thirty-five out of thirty-seven. And uh, taste uh, twenty-nine. Uh, also a pretty good beer in general. Um, definitely, definitely, probably not one you should be drinking in uh, November when you went skiing today, like I did. But uh, maybe if you were water skiing, it would have been a better beer to have. But good stuff. I remember when it was just like, are you gonna have a light? Or, or or not a light beer. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the longest description of a beer I've ever heard. So good oh, on man. you, Cam. Tune tune into the episode that I guess drops tomorrow as of this recording. Uh we did 15 minutes of beer introduction. Yeah. Something. I, I could do I then again, I could probably do that with scotch. I could have like the, the cork popping, just the noise yeah. itself, and then oh, the beautiful, you know, the smell, but I would like to do that more often on the pod, but we're off the rails as it is. And if I started dipping into scotch for this, it could get ugly. Yeah, it gets real ugly real quick. <laughs> I uh, I did um, – well, I, on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of good. it, yeah. By the end of it, it was uh, no filter. Yeah. I think I insulted everybody in Burns Tour. I probably lost about like 10 followers, all 10 of your listeners. <laughs> Oh, that was a big week for That's us. Pretty, oh. Yeah, pretty generous. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. You guys do awesome. Come on now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I almost I almost dipped into some whiskey tonight because I figured, uh, you know, in honor of – I know you're a scotch guy, but I don't really have any scotch. But um, That's okay. I'm a nothing tonight. I'm on medication, so I'm on a I'm – I'm on a pretty good high right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 37 out of 37. Um, so I, I did dip into the hard alcohol, though. Um, I just had one of those days at work where uh, I needed a little a little kick of caffeine in the afternoon. So I went and got a, a soda. Soda pop? A, a 20-ounce Coca-Cola is too much uh, for me. Yeah. That's, a, that's, oh, yeah, that's really that's sweet. A, that's a lot of peeing, right, Chris, yeah. at your age? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a very old man. Um, yeah, it, uh, so I, I finished like half of it and then I got home and was kind of trying to figure out what to drink for this episode. And I realized I hadn't had a rum and Coke for a really long time. So Ooh, I, uh, sweetness. Yeah. So, um, we have, we have some, uh, Captain Morgan's 1671 blend, um, which is a terrible rum for 
doing like shots or drinking straight. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be really gross. It's it's really like sharp with the alcohol. Like you can, it really burns going down. It's pretty viscous too, so it doesn't go down smooth. So it's like um, a scotch. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, kind of save that pretty exclusively for mixing, but it's great for mixing because it has a really strong like vanilla flavor Ooh. and other and kind of other spaces that are a little little forward put, there put and, a cherry in that and you can have like a cherry coke <laughs> theoretically yeah i uh, should have thought of that but um i will say it's really good you're gonna go Ooh, 37 out of 37 on tasteability oh, that, clink. yeah yeah the ice the ice, ice kind of gave it a little um atmosphere there they gave, yeah. they gave a, little, a little nat sound as you call it in the biz <laughs> <laughs> probably tell what you're taking a sit there like he could feel the ice going up the nostrils and everything it was just it was good it yeah. was good yeah uh and and yeah drinkability uh solid 20 uh, we got a little clash of worlds going on here because i had a similarly different day chris i also needed a caffeine kick uh from skiing not from work today you had a very. It sounds like you have a tough life, Cam. I well, I I just finished a six day work week, which is <laughs> nineteen hour shift. So <laughs> that was a tough week. Um, today I got to to play a little bit, yeah. Um, but I, I grabbed some some vanilla Coke on the way home, um, and I was thinking about grabbing a uh, same thing. I was like, I drank about half of it, and I was like, right, I need to chill on this for a little bit. Um, but I was thinking about doing a little Jack and Coke for some some Halo after this, but. We'll uh we'll get to there in a little bit. Um, Do you guys, you guys ever thought about like just going to the straight to the vodka soda and then graduating to scotch and and bourbon and just been like, I don't even need mix. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I did uh, almost thought of it. I, I have a I have a whistle pig twelve uh, that I was thinking about dipping into for tonight, but. It was just the half a Coke. Yeah, Chris, really, you're uh, you're so close. You're like two years away from Nick's doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> I, I, did, I did do I did do straight bourbon for a for a while and then kind of went back to beer. Um, I haven't. I'd say I haven't been drinking as much as I had been in the past and in, in general. So I'm pretty much just save hmm. like a couple beers. For and this and why is that, Chris? And why is that? Uh, well, I mean, the pandemic has affected everybody differently. <laughs> uh, I will say I spent a large portion of the pandemic, uh, really, uh, testing out a lot of different beers. We'll just say that, uh, figured I <laughs> needed to come the whole point of this podcast. Bit. Yeah. Testing out. That's what mm-hmm. we call them nowadays. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, and, and speaking of the pandemic, uh, court was here for the start of it all with us uh, i remember our first pandemic episode was coronas and something coronas and corona with with court alone oh yeah uh, <laughs> wow and i remember Jesus. recording that because i was at i was in college still at the time and i was at my uh my buddy's apartment in his bedroom while everybody was out getting hammered in the other room and uh <laughs> they kept being too loud and kept taking up the mic um but that was yeah i remember oh my god it feels like so long ago. i mean it was a while ago now yeah it does about, feel like know, a long it feels time like ago. hockey's actually gonna stop or something this is pretty crazy <laughs> huh guys and here we fucking are in november of 2021 <laughs> yeah, i just and i just went to the the bruins leaf game it was because yeah. i recorded the day after and yeah. i was like yeah it might be shut down <laughs> so you were you were on that episode replacing me because i was in new orleans mm-hmm. i think it's was... the only episode i've ever been on with you on it yeah yeah, it is. Uh, you've you've been on a few, and I have been on none of them. <laughs> um, well, no, yeah. hold on. I was on. I was your very first guest, weren't you? On that? No, I was your second guest. Sorry, Brandon was your first guest. 
think you might know, have been maybe. I don't know. I've been uh, don't even know anymore. It's usually uh, Drew. It's I think usually. that might have I think that might have been the pandemic episode that was the that episode. Yeah, it's been it's yeah, been it was so really early because um, we started this like as the pandemic started. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that probably that a coincidence. Sense. It was I was in New Orleans and that night they broke up Bourbon Street, like the cops came and broke everything up. And that was like the day after the NBA stopped everything. And it was the day that Tom Hanks got COVID and everyone was like, oh, shit, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the funniest part. When you think about the pandemic, it's like, ah, NBA stops. I'm like, hey, hold on a second. Did you not hear that Tom Hanks got it? It's over. <laughs> it's it's over, everybody. I was watching the morning show with my wife on Apple television. And I, I the amount of TV shows that go back to that. And then their pinnacle of when the world stops is Tom Hanks getting yeah. COVID is just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's a easy marking point, I guess, but yeah. Not um, not not the NBA shutting down. No. Tom Hanks out all the way out in Australia shut yeah. down the world. Well, do we uh, do we want to jump in and talk about some hockey? I mean we uh hockey, hockey, all of a sudden Chris becomes a Canadian. <laughs> a little bit of puck shit um yeah i mean so i i did listen to the episode that you did with the uh, with colin and drew and i didn't agree with everything you said but i liked a lot of the things you said that's okay um, i don't even agree with half the things i say <laughs> um but i i think now would be a good time to just kind of like hand you the rock and see if uh you know, have, have any opinions changed based on what you've seen so far this year because i think the the last episode you were on was either like one or two games into the season and it was kind yeah, of and like i was a, more of a let's like a see what happens preview. yeah yeah have, have your opinions changed on one the team as a whole and two like any specific players or what you think the team needs in comparison to what you said on that last episode david Krejci and tuka rask <laughs> yeah um i think it's blatantly obvious that the two um has-beens or not needed players that can be replaced easily um, are solely um, needed. Like I, I love Charlie Coyle and um, I don't know. I, maybe you guys can disagree or agree, but Taylor Hall looks not the same Taylor Hall that he did with David Krejci that he does with Charlie Coyle. And um, Forbert is, <laughs> oh, he is a, <laughs> you know what? He's a good defenseman. Derek scoreboard. Derek scoreboard he is yeah. just not, the guy that should be crunching minutes alongside Charlie. Yeah, no that's way. all. He he be the perfect um, third pair. Um, maybe maybe Zvorl can go up in there. Um, Lozon at least could handle his own. Um, he's not going to give you anything else besides just being on the ice. But he didn't cost you as much when he was there. Mm-hmm. It's not that Forbert's costing. It's just I don't know, man. I, that defense scares the living daylights out of me with no Tuca back there. Now, we now know by looking at the goaltending, like Sway is awesome. Um, but uh, I still look at the team right now and I say Tukarask is in net and add on three more wins to that, yeah. that total that they have. And the team's not where they are right now, just with Tukarask in the net. Like that's, yeah. um, it looks like he'll be back. Um, whatever Elliot Friedman said, I don't care what he said. Uh, Tukarask will be a Boston Bruin this year around December. Um, but good one, Elliot, for trying to like muddy the water. That was yeah. that was the funniest thing I've heard on Toronto radio in a really long time. I'm like, <laughs> wow, yeah, Edmonton Oilers, that's where he's going. Okay. Um, or the Boston <laughs> Bruins don't want him back. He just happens to be practicing with the team and with the train staff and with the goalie coach and being treated by their medical staff. But yeah, he's not coming back. He's yeah. think Boston doesn't know. Um the top line has played great. 
Um, they really have. Um, Charlie McAvoy had that really one bad game. And um, I don't know, man. Smith's got to come back and be that. You know, he looks sexy and all, but <laughs> he doesn't look that sexy on the ice. And I know he's been hurt a bit. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to see if that was just an injury thing because I think Craig Smith looked pretty good in the game after he came back. After yes, the, agreed. But after no one looked good against out. Calgary. No, yeah, Ooh, I specifically excluded that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there yeah. though. Um, I just um, the team looks terrible in front of Allmark. Yeah, every time I I was at that Leaf game. Oh, man, that was that was hard to be in that uh, in that arena uh, being a Burns fan. Um, (laughs) I don't know what it is because I think Allmark is a decent goaltender. Um, But uh, this sounds crazy. If Tuca was back, I would make Sway your backup and Allmark wouldn't even play. Yeah, like that's just where I'm at right now. And um, if I'm Butch and I know he's he's. it's tough with the schedule to be in the way it is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, you know, yeah. playing once a week. Um, I would think if they were playing more on a regular pace, we would have a different team from what we see right now. I'd say give them one more win um, because this team is a veteran team and they need to play. The problem is these, they're not playing. So it it's, it's tough as a hockey player to not play. You can practice all you want, but it's not the same. It's just like, we remember in the playoffs when they had that big space in between the Columbus series and then the finals, they, they like lost a little bit. Right. Yeah. So like any momentum that they gain and then they're off for another week and then they play and then they play the back-to-back like, yeah, they play the back-to-back. They look good in the first game, but they look yikes in the second game. Let's, let's be honest. And it's, I feel so bad for my wish they could get on a schedule where they're playing more. Um, yeah. But well, they you will. know what? <laughs> I know, but it, it, it might it might work out yeah. for them because they are waiting for a certain individual to come back and play nets. Um, I still think that um, you know there's rumors out there that Brock Brock Besser is available in uh, Vancouver. Um, yeah, like I just saw people tweeting about that. I hadn't heard anything about that. Um, yeah, he's been available for years. Yeah. He, he was. I'll tell you this right now. He was almost a Bruin that night. I was in uh, right at the pandemic. There, he was. He's really close to being a Bruin. Um, he got injured though. So I don't know. Yeah. I, the rumors I was hearing, he was, he was very, very close that night to being a Boston Bruin. He's a, Bruins, he's a UFA after the season, right? Bruins need a right winger. And, uh, I mean, he's a good looking dude. So he would shore up yeah. the, the like good looking on the, on well, the right wing. Yeah, well, think about it. If you had, it would solve that problem. Like Coyle was, he's decent. Like he's scoring and all, but it's hard for him to lead a line. And so they're asking Taylor Hall to lead the line. When before, you used to have David Krejci be the entrance guy, and he would bring the puck over the line more so than Taylor Hall does. Um, And he would control the play and sort of be the quarterback on that line, right? Um, Coyle is very good puck possession, but he's having a hard time controlling the play on that line. He's scoring goals, but he's he's counting on Taylor Hall to drive it, and which is catching Taylor Hall out of position. It's... Pucks coughed up. It's pissing the coach off. Let's, let's put it that yeah. way. Um, it, it's tough to watch, and I think Coyle, Krejci ain't coming back. That 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 is definitely yeah. an opinion I have. Krejci yeah. will not be a Bruin this year. Uh, I just don't see how it's happening. But if they could get a Besser, maybe that strengthens that line, and then your third line is Felino, DeBrusque, and 
Smith, put one of them at center. Felino, he's played center before. That's pretty serviceable. Uh, I mean, oh. you got to figure out the, the center option there, but you know, I'm still, I still can't get my wrap my brain around if Krejci came back. Think about the lines. Krejci was oh, back. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Defense would still be embarrassing, but oh, Jesus Christ. They'd be scoring 30 goals a game or something. You know, they, they'd have secondary and tertiary scoring at that point. Tertiary. I, I don't know. They they need a defenseman bad. Um, A name that I've seen out there on, well, heard on the radio here in Toronto is a name that could be available as a guy like Ben Sherrod out in, uh, in Montreal. He's an expiring deal. Um, Montreal's trash fire. Um, they're not getting any better. It's not like he's going to be back. Um, So that's a guy that they could slot in there. Um, but they need someone on that left side. They can eat minutes. And if they have to give up a guy like Jake DeBrusque, um, do it. Don't even think twice. Yeah. Mind you, if you're going to get Brock Besser, obviously DeBrusque's going the other way. So, yeah. Um, have, have you had any, do you have any thoughts on, on Jakob Zaboral as, I mean, you, you mentioned like he's played very well. He's probably been the best defenseman in that very ugly game. The last two games, he's played very well. Mm-hmm. He's played, very well to be not even have to be like he could be a second pair defenseman but you've already got you've got your carlo and uh your grizz so i don't know maybe just maybe i don't know throw grizz up there on that first pair please throws a burl with carlo and just make him a shutdown man if yeah. it would be so awesome if lozon was still here it sounds so stupid you could throw lozon with because uh, of his experience, throw him on the third pair, throw uh, Zaboro up on that second pair, and just have a shutdown pair, and then another shutdown pair, and just let the uh, the two awesome defensemen have fun with it up on the top pair. But I don't know. That defense scares the living daylights out of me. It's so bad. Yeah, it's uh, so it's that's that's the biggest issue. That's why I'm saying if Tuca was in net, they'd be uh, better because that defense is their their weakest point is that defense. It's scared. Let's be honest. We're all watching the TV. We're all scared as daylights as soon as that puck gets by the forward group. We're like, you know, what's going to happen? Yay. I don't uh, know, man. Mike Riley being out. Any thoughts on that? I know Chris probably. Uh, we haven't really talked about this much recently, but mm-hmm. Chris um, loves Mike Riley. I, I like Mike Riley a whole lot. Um, yeah. It's, it's most, <laughs> but uh, just based on how how ready people were to move on from him in the off season. Um, I, I don't think there were many better available free agent. Agreed. Defensemen. Um, so it was, it was very weird to me that people were like looking around for somebody other than Mike Riley when he was right there. Um, and no one seemed particularly excited about that contract, which I think is a pretty good deal. Agreed. Um, and I mean, he's he's made a couple of glaring mistakes so far in the early going. They all have. And yeah, and and it just stands out more because you look at a guy that plays like him to be like a good offensive player. And he's really more of a defensively oriented and possession guy. Um, He's a third pair. Yeah, And I, I think he works fine on the second pair, but I don't. I'm not a huge Brandon Carlo guy, so I'm not sure if that's a chemistry mismatch there. Um, but yeah, if, if he's your third pairing left defenseman, then I think that's, I, so let, that's let me ask you this, Chris, if you could get a centerman, but it would cost you Carlo. Oh, absolutely. I do that in a second. I, I think Brandon Carlo is a solid defensive defenseman, 
but doesn't do much other than that. And I think often tries to do more than that and doesn't really succeed at it. And I think a player like him is one of the most overvalued types of players in the NHL, which means you could get better return on him. Yeah, you could get bench. Like like I said, you could technically, if you could move Carlo and somehow get Ben Sherrod out of Montreal and not have to overpay to get him, because um, Ben Sherrod the last two years in the playoffs has looked like a rock star, right? You know, I don't know. I, I look at playoff performance. Um and that's that's all that matters. But right now, uh, oof, Boston Bruins don't make the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Well, they they, yes, they got eighty five games in hand. So. <laughs> no, I know, but they they don't look good, man. They don't look like a team that's going to make the playoffs right now. They don't. Yeah, I, I am. I'm not saying the season's over. I'm no, of course I'm, not. Anything could happen. Like I said, Tukaras could come in and they could go on eleven game winning streak very easily. And they've done this before, where they they're a team that. Um, December's they're usually their month, right? So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not as schedule uh, up a little bit. I'm I'm not as down on them in that sense as you are. I do think they still have a pretty decent chance to make the playoffs. It's the as tough far division, as once, though. Such a yeah, tough division. But the as, Islanders suck poop, so that's good. Yeah. As far as when they, if they eventually make it to the playoffs, I don't really have any confidence at that point. You're looking at first well, you, or second round exit. Yeah, because you're looking at right now, if they do make it, they're not. Florida Panthers are a wagon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see anybody stopping them right now. They're my cup contender. They're my my team to, to win it all. They just built – they look so – think about it. They're going to add. That is the crazy part. Florida Panthers are going to add at the trade deadline. Yeah. They already – they got – Bended over the over the holidays over the over the summer and just stole them like ah how how is it that there's we could have had Sam Bennett like oh my god yeah that would have been nice I mean he looked terrible for the Flames but doesn't matter I mean he immediately immediately came in and clicked on on that Mm -hmm. second line with Florida and a new sheriff in town in Florida already also I really liked Anthony Duclair last off season and I really wanted the Bruins to make a pitch at him and he signed a really reasonable deal with Florida and remember the taxes looked, though looked pretty good. Remember Maybe, uh, it, it was like a $1.6 million deal. I, I didn't give a shit about taxes. I know he's a good, you know what I've never understood about him. He's got all the hands, all the speed, all the, all he scores everywhere he goes, but for some reason they just bounces around and I'm just like, mm, I don't get it. Maybe it's uh, obviously I, maybe there's more to it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, there's, there's for sure more to it. I think he was, um, I got some background info that he was uh, like hanging out with Tony D'Angelo and oh, so he would never Boston wouldn't even look twice at him. I wouldn't uh, (laughs) What was yeah? I mean, and and that's like young kid stuff. So I'm willing to yeah, yes and no. It's just brush that stuff aside. So from my knowledge of the Boston Bruins organization, um, they've traded Tyler Sagan and Joe Thornton for less. So (laughs) yeah, well. Second, he's a dirty breakfast. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> you know what? As much as people can whine and complain that he's gone, he deserved to go. Um, and Joe Thornton punched an off duty cop, so <laughs> that's why he's gone. So he got <laughs> traded for nothing because he got drunk in London, Ontario over the summer one time. So, um, Birds, that's just what they do. Like, they, they've been like that since my dad played for them. They don't mess around. You, you, it's one strike there. The, the fact that Brad Marchand got more than one strike is pretty impressive. 
Like, I don't think people realize how close he was to being traded that year that uh, he got suspended right before the outdoor game. Like, Brad Marchand was almost gone. It was very close. Probably speaks to how good of a player he is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it also speaks to um, how good of a person he is and was able to, uh, you know, he has turned himself into one of the best players in the league since that. It was almost like the turning point in his career. That incident against Ottawa Senators, I was there. I, I watched it. My dad was so mad. We were in the box against the, yeah. the alumni, and that whole box was just like that. Like every single former player in that box was mad at him. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember how like every year we'd have that conversation where it was like, oh, he's been clean for however many months or whatever for a season, and oh, he's such a good player, and if he can just develop that a little more and just get that bullshit out of his game, it was like I remember like fucking writing a hockey writer's article about it every like three months. It was just like, <laughs> if he can finally fucking do it. This guy could be so fucking good, and he just needs to clean the shit out of his game. And it felt like it was just never gonna happen because it was just you know you I mean just just go back to fucking square one every every couple months. But I don't even think he counts as a repeat offender anymore. No. I don't think so. No, yeah, it's been five been years. Clean. That that game, so because it's easy to, for me to figure out that my wife was pregnant at the game, so my daughter's born. My daughter's five now, as of the other day. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday, as of, 16, right? yeah. 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 As, of as of as of Friday, uh, Sunday. Sorry. So that is, um, yeah, he's five years. That's yeah. five years since he's been last suspended. So he's not even a repeat offender anymore. It it's it's hilarious because living here in Toronto, um, everybody's like, oh, he's such a dirty player. I'm like, yeah, is he anymore? Since when? Yeah, that's <laughs> no, it's, like, he's got that reputation, and it's no, gonna, I, and, and I people don't it, like but, him, obviously. But I think most most people who regularly watch the Bruins, I think at this point understand that that's, that's long gone from his game. It's hilarious. We think about it. it, They go from that one extreme to, I talked to any of my friends. I'm like, well, you know, what's going to be the starting lineup for Canada. And they're like, well, you know, you got McDavid and whoever you're going to put on a line with him. Um, Rumors. It might be McKinnon. Well, no, the rumor might be McDavid McKinnon and Zach Hyman. Keep makes that team just based on, um, leave Tavares and Marner at home and let Zach Hyman because he plays so well with, with mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, but you already know your I think second that's line. I think everybody plays well with McDavid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't though. If you McDavid say that, it, McDavid's also got that thing where he's just better than it. Like McDavid is for the Ottawa list audio listeners. I'm holding my hands up really high. McDavid yeah. is like here, and like everybody else is underneath my chin, and my hand is way high up, up, <laughs> above my head. Even though Drysaddle's got more points and all that, McDavid is just still a better hockey player. Oh, right oh yeah, for sure. Um. But it's almost like Sidney Crosby, where you, when you have a player that's that much smarter and that much better than everybody else, sometimes you just, there's guys that gel with them. Like Chris Kunitz made a career off playing with Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Jake Gensel um, right now. Um, exactly. And, Ryan Rust. and you, you already know Team Canada's second line is Bergeron on the left. I mean, yeah. No, Bergeron on the right and then Marshy. And then you have um, Sidney Crosby in the middle. Like that, that's, it's all over the radio all the time. You already have this one line. And it's so weird to hear Marshan in one light on Toronto radio. And then the next he's like, well, he's the guy. He's he's playing. Yeah, he's a fucking line. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that line's the best line going to be in the Olympics. It's like, okay, yeah. hold on. How do you go from one extreme to the next? Yeah. But that That is the intriguing thing. I was, I'm actually pissed. I, I was hoping for Pittsburgh to have a, a poopy season. I, I mean, that's, that's the very embodiment though of the, the theory that you would love this guy if he was on your team. But yeah, he's yes, not yeah. so you hate very, him. Very, very good point. Yeah, I uh, am so stoked. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood to have NHL players back in the Olympics. Um, 
but oh my god, I'm terrified as an American because Team Canada looks as good as they ever have, in my opinion. Well, yeah. offensively at least. I mean, they have some questions well, elsewhere, but my god, goaltending is their biggest. Pull that out. Goaltending will be their biggest question. Now yeah, but Gary they're going to score 45 goals a game with that fucking forward core. It's just like my you got even goaltending and defense though. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's a classic. You know, Canada's got Cal McCarr. Yeah, Cal McCarr is, is one of the best defensemen in the league. Yeah, like yeah. let's like yes, you do have Fox and you have McAvoy. Um, yeah. But they have Petrolangelo and they have Makar. That's you know, it's still and they've they got Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon and Brad yeah. Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and yeah. Sidney Crosby and I'm just like yeah they just I, I I'm dual citizen so I'll, I'll I'll play both sides of the fence here. <laughs> Canada looks Canada looks really good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean if Jack Eichel were healthy, it might be a, a little bit of a different story. Sure. When you got Matthews and Eichel as your top two centers, and that's. But it's you're going to have awesome, guys but... at a, a Team USA um, that are going to surprise people, right? Mm-hmm. The Cole Fields and all that. If they make the team, like you never yeah. know, they might. I they think, might. Let Dylan kids... Larkin's back to playing pretty well too. Now that mm-hmm. the team around him's looking good, and I, I think he's probably a solid second center on on that US team. Yeah, but yeah, once again, it, it, it's not... whatever the US's second line <laughs> is, they have to match against Sidney Crosby, Brad Marchand, and Patrice. <laughs> yeah, and then the top line has to go against McKinnon and Connor McDavid and whoever whoever they feel like throwing on that other wing. Like, okay, and then you have a guy like Sean Couturier that could be like a number two or three on Team USA that might not even make Team Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's messed. That. Mind you, I really hope that. Tavares or Marner is not on that team. I just, mm. yeah, it is. I'd rather, I'd rather Couturier. I'd rather Couturier. That's it'll that's be interesting done. to see how a few of them uh, deal with playing against Trent Frederick in the Olympics. But yeah, I will be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you brought his name up. I, I, he should be in Providence, and he's not that good. And I'm sorry, he's a bust. He's a bust. He punches people in the face, and he has skill, and he can skate. And for some reason, in the NHL, it doesn't uh, translate. Yeah, I don't know if he's a bust because I think that he's a first round pick. He's a bust. Oh no, I I understand that he's the not theory. what what the pick position should turn out to be. Mm-hmm. But he was drafted as a floor guy. Who this guy is going to be? Oh no, I'm not saying it's a good pick. Yeah, don't. No, the way you describe it, it just makes me even more frustrated. I'm, I'm very against. I'm very against <laughs> taking. He was floor. He was drafted as round. a floor guy. You should always yeah. take ceiling in the first round. Take the best yeah. player available. Yeah, and and that's that's how you end up with the fourth line grinders. But I don't think he's a bust based on what they knew he was going to be when they took him. They I took just him don't think he'll as be... a guy who's certainly going to be able to crack an NHL lineup at some point in his career, but probably never more than a third liner. And I think but... right now he is pretty definitively not going to be better than a fourth liner. Yeah, I just I don't see him having a long career in the NHL, but he'll be a very good AHLer. No, and see, and that's nothing to see, um, that, still yeah. better than me. Um, still better than all <laughs> of us. Still better than everybody listening to this. Um, I don't know. I've never really tried playing hockey. Maybe I'd be better. I I just <laughs> and the and the worst part is uh, uh, Anthony over at uh, Bruins Network showed me all this great. I was I I got hyped for this kid, and then in his first couple of games, he went out there and he. He had some piss and vinegar, and he looked great. And then I think maybe he was told to stop trying to punch everybody in the face. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's part of his game. Maybe yeah, he can't be like. Maybe that, he yeah. can't be like Brad Marchand, who could figure out how to find the balance of not being a douche and just being the best player on the ice. 
maybe Trent can figure it out. Maybe he just needs to, I don't know. Maybe just there's something there because he's, he's a decent hockey player. Um, he just, he looks like he's got zero confidence when he's on the ice now. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard well, to think and, of. And, and Bleeth, uh, Blythe or Bleeth or whatever, Bleeth. I can't. Looks fantastic. So he yeah. ain't coming out of the lineup. So, yeah, it, it, it's for me, it's hard to look at Trent Frederick and be like, point out a thing that he does well. He so. didn't, like I said, he used to. Maybe like two games, but oh man, it's, I feel so bad. I hate dunking on players because no, I, like I just uh, hate dunking on players because they're all better than us. It's just tough. Yeah. This episode yeah. sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, though, we do have Honor uh, Ryan <laughs> listener questions I want to get to, but um, mm-hmm. in in the purpose of uh, keeping this one relatively short, uh, we'll turn those in just a second. But first, the Bruce and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The NHL season is underway at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. I have an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection or if Trent Frederick scores it with his head. I don't know. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your estate, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook details. Gambling problem? Go win 100 gambler. All right. Um, okay, thank you. Cool. Yeah, I'm working on that. It's getting Can. cleaner. That was impressive. You were like the Micro Machines commercial guy there. That was impressive. I know. I'm trying to carve a career out of it, actually. So I appreciate wow. that. Wow. <laughs> you even, he even got the reference. Like, wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm in. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get in the industry. Uh, that was very good. I'm mostly Jesus. kidding, but no, I've been working on it. You know, because I keep. I kept fucking up, and it's. It's embarrassing when you have a guest on. You know, and 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 to be fair, I mean, most of the people that we make sit through our our ad reads are like good friend guests. So that's why we're making you sit through it. But, you know, you don't want you don't to fuck it up still. Plus, it's extra editing, and it's a huge thing. You know, it's just annoying. So Could Drew's, you, been, like, Drew's been getting pretty good at it, too. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't you just, like, record it before and then add it in after? Yeah, or? it's just like that takes, like, an extra minute and a half. Fair uh, enough. And that, that also involves editing. <laughs> As someone who's done many a podcast over his lifetime, that sucks. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like editing. you just want to get in and get out. And uh, it's just an extra clip. And part of the reason, too, is before I, I built my PC, it was just, uh, editing on a laptop. Like any anytime you add a track on my laptop that's six years old, it, there was like a 20% chance it was trashing. Too much so more. The, eh? the less I could do that, the better. So. <laughs> Um, I purposely did that because Chris was taking a set. I, <laughs> I went for it. Yeah, you got you got me there. Uh, Chanel often brings up the uh, Cam losing her uh, recording one episode because he yeah, uh, was watching quote heinous shit. Chanel's a freaking rock star this year. Congrats to her. I know, honestly. Oh, well, she's always been a rock star, but she's she's getting no, the, she's, she's finally she's, getting the attention. Sorry, for sorry. It. She's like, yeah, exactly. She's she hit superstardom this year. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, all right, let's dive into a couple of listener questions, and then uh, I have my own question that I want to I want to bring this full circle with to end it here before we let Cork go. 
Uh, a couple of these we kind of touched on before. Uh, our good friend DF Pendris asked about the calorie game. Did anyone do anything right? I know you court responded to that on Twitter beforehand, and we pretty much talked about that before. Yeah, uh, no. Big old resounding no there. Um, Actually, hey, sorry. Jakob Zaboro and Anton Blade played well. Also, the <laughs> the Calgary Flames played pretty well. <laughs> that was limited to Bruins. But the Bruins so. played so bad. Like, yeah. it was. Mm. Like, once again, this was another one of those when Charlie McAvoy were like, okay, he is human. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. bad. It's a nice reminder for the rest of us, you know. <laughs> He's not a cyborg or something. Um, good friend Lauren Campbell asked in reference to tomorrow's game as of recording, which will be early this week's, will Anders Bjork have a hat-trick against the Bruins? Again, we're recording this before. The answer is yes or yes. Uh, so what do you think, Court? Will he have a hatch against the Bruins? Yes, no, yes. no, no, uh, that wasn't sorry, one of the options. I know, I, I don't care. <laughs> I know she loves him, I, and I get yeah. it, but uh, that Bjorky. was a good trade. I would do it again. Um, sorry, Bjork, like you, Taylor Hall is better than you, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, sorry, yeah. and like he shouldn't have played in that Notre Dame game. I don't care what anybody says, he wasn't good enough. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he had to. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get why he's you know? a very good young hockey player. It just depth chart wise, he didn't he didn't fit on this hockey club anymore. Yeah. They gave him every opportunity in the world. He got to play on the top line in the NHL, and he couldn't. And it is what it is. But I also think his injury that he suffered. Yeah, but, I was going to say a big big old asterisk with the injuries. There was never. Healthy. I think that a couple was it of three them. three years ago when he hurt his shoulder. Was it three years ago? Well, then he he re injured it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the very first time he did it, I remember. Yeah. Um, seeing him in the uh the hollowed basement of the garden um uh, walking out of the dressing room and he had a sling over his arm uh, holding a salad um <laughs> such a memory of watching him walk by and I, I just looked and i was like to everybody it was like upper body injury i'm like oh that is not an upper body injury that's uh you ain't playing anytime kid yeah. um and i just think it might have just killed his confidence because when you think about it he had so much you know, baby, like he had so much praise and so much. Everybody thought he was going to be this guy, um, and then the depth chart just killed him. Mm-hmm. I think and he got injuries. a raw deal with the with kind of the whole DeBrusque thing, where you know Jake had that one good season. Yep, um, but that's what and, happens, man. Yeah, uh, and I, I always thought Bjork was you know the better player, at least defensively, had one hundred percent that way. much better, much defensive. better. Uh, more responsible defensively and you know that's a guy you can kind of put in the lineup and have give him room to grow because he's not going to hurt you while he's there yeah i know but they also had a guy like that in danton hein who i still love and wish he'd never left the bruins and it's that's what you look at this team and you look at that death chart right so okay so he wasn't at the time he's not going to fit in at center and then on the wing where's he going to fit they already tried to they already tried to put him on the right side with Bergeron and Marchand and he played maybe one good game out of five. And that could also be like, Hey, I'm, Oh my God, I'm playing with these guys. But also in that fifth game is when he got hurt. I I truly feel his career in Boston was ruined in that second season when he got hurt Mm -hmm. and it was over because unfortunately with the Boston Bruins is they move on real quick. I hope for Lauren's sake that she's not listening to I imagine her just like crying and <laughs> oh, reaching, buying out all the tissues. She'll that she be okay. Now, but... <laughs> he's a, 
I hope, I hope for his sake that he gets the heck out of Buffalo real soon oh, yeah. Yeah. and goes to a team. Like, you know Probably where he would flourish? Put him – somebody get him in the Calgary Flames. Please yeah, get him on the Edmonton Oilers. Get him on one of those teams where he can get more space and play that wide-open hockey because he plays a very good wide-open game. Mm-hmm. And then he can show his defensive prowess, right? Put him on McDavid's line. <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't that dry settle on Hyman? Either. I think that line's set now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be good. Um, good friend Sean Rajot, good friend of the pod, asked GM connected on chill, yay or nay? Corey, I'm gonna toss this one to you first. You a GM connected guy or no? No, honestly, I've been playing a ton of uh hot rush and uh hot for the first time ever, uh, yeah. this year. Um, I also uh, I got McDavid in my X Factor pack, um, yeah. which is like huge, and then I got two base cards and two gold packs. Um, so supposedly I've got a horseshoe up my butt, but, um, <laughs> no, I, 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 played a bit of the GM connected. I I'm doing be a pro and doing chill. I mean, uh, uh, hot. Nice. I, uh, have never gotten into hot. I've always been an ESHL guy, uh, being some buddies play and I've always loved that. I love playing goalie too. Um, I hate that it's kind of broken cause it's EA, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Always been a fan of that. How how do you feel? I, I you're an NHL 22 guy, I assume. With you're a gamer, uh, on the new one, yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, uh, have to say, code provided by Xbox, but yes, um, yeah, I do have the game. Uh, I'm actually enjoying it. I thought the last four years of that game were complete trash. Uh, okay. and no one should spend money on it. I, I still, at this point, with these games, considering that the same thing over and over and over and over again. No offense, Waba, I love you, buddy, but. Uh, they shouldn't they they should just be charging like make it free to play and make us charge for the rosters because they ain't giving us anything different the game yeah. just looks beautiful it's on a different engine this year mm-hmm. um so it looks great it's on i played on my xbox series x uh it looks beautiful it does the rate the ray yeah. tracing all the bells and whistles it, it that's probably why i'm liking it because it just looks it's the best i've ever seen a hockey game but the gameplay itself is a little bit yikes sometimes yeah the, the little poke check every two seconds you don't see that in the nhl you try and poke check that much you're gonna get your head taken off yeah no yeah. i uh i oh god i want to i want a good nhl game so bad. I, I i i love playing nhl games but i i like especially with the ashl i always feel like the the ai is especially terrible and that's uh that's the game when i play the most and then i'm a big be a pro guy in any sports game but um yeah, I, I've always told myself, like, you know what, fuck, I'm not going to buy it this year. I'm finally sick of this shit. And um, uh, this is the first year, finally, that I haven't bought it yet. So we'll see how long. I'm I'm probably end up getting it on sale well, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's well, if it's $40 here right now for Black Friday, it's, what, $25 in the U.S. right now? I'd yeah. go snag it. Like, I wasn't going to buy it. Um, I got lucky enough, got sent a code to review, yeah. and I actually liked it. I probably oh, yeah. would have bought it if I would have known you know, if you had an Xbox cam, get an Xbox and you get the 10 hours for free. Go yeah. play it and see if you like it. If you that's, don't like that's it, that's true. Yeah. Whatever. I have uh, my it, old Xbox it, One still. Um, there you go. It's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Go in there. Go in there. I do have, I have PC Game Pass, though. But yeah. I'll... Exactly. You, hey, Game Pass is whether it's on a console, it's on a PC, it don't make a difference. But if you have your Xbox One, plug on your Xbox One, sign in your Xbox account. Yeah. Boom. You have Game Pass on your Xbox One. You could play right now on your Xbox One cam you could play Xbox Series X games on your Xbox One in the cloud. I did not know that. That's good enough. I, I will say, uh, I had a tragic issue. I've, I've had the same Xbox Live account for like, for, since, well, since I signed up with my AIM email, in case that tells <laughs> anything. 
and when I switched over to my PC, I was loading my accounts on, and some of them kind of auto transferred. Uh, but I just finally had to make a new one because I couldn't. I, I don't know what the fuck my password is to the account that I made, however long, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And uh, I tried to log in, and it was like, oh, you got to, you know, you got to do all the security questions and stuff. But some of the questions are like, hey, what are the subject lines of the last emails that you sent? And I'm like, well, it's this AIM email that literally they deactivated. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so I couldn't log in, and I, I just, there was no way to get the account. So I finally just had to make a new one and say, fuck it. And, starting with a clean slate for the first yeah. time in a decade plus but i lost my whole gamer score on xbox uh because it was attached to my hotmail account and that doesn't exist yep. anymore and i exactly. couldn't remember the password and then my backup email was my email from my old job from 10 years ago and i was like no yeah, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. that so hurts man i'm you know i'm trying to see it as a new a new beginning for me you know i'm yeah, just same. accepting that so but now i'm racking up gamer scores purposely and playing some pretty crappy games to get a chivo so <laughs> there you go yeah do what you gotta do meanwhile over here i'm still rocking nhl 19 there's nothing you know <laughs> Again, what Chris? yeah might as well my, be 21 <laughs> my favorite console of all time is the super nintendo and my favorite game is nhl 95 and i'll play it all day long yeah like, all day long I uh I grew up on Damn, NHL 2002. I, I was not. I grew up on on 2002 on the uh, on the the PC. Um, my favorite game is something that he wasn't alive for. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was negative three or two and change at the time, I guess. But I think my first NHL game was 99. That's a good one too. Is that the mm-hmm. that was the uh, Eisenman on the cover or? Oh no 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 99. I think is Peter Forsberg. Oh, I'd have to look that up. Or or Eric Lindros is two thousand. Uh, two thousand two was uh, uh, I think Mario, I believe. NHL ninety nine. Great soundtrack for two thousand two as well. Yeah, it was Eric Lindros. I yeah. got something right. Look at me. Brain still works sometimes. Um, got Mario on on O two. Let's go. <laughs> um, last question from my girlfriend Lauren. Uh, how does Court Lalone know the Bruce and Bruins guys? So she asked me this today uh, when we were going to grab some dinner, and she was like, "How? So how do you know Court?" And I was like, "Oh, you know." And I was like, "Shit, uh, Twitter stuff." I think Drew technically knew you first. Um, yes. And and I, I really have just like I don't even know at this point. I feel like I've known you for a while, and I really couldn't tell you like how we connected it's, to it, begin with through Drew. I think just writing. A hundred percent through Drew. I think we yeah. all made fun of each other um yeah uh, let's let's be honest here um yeah absolutely i think it was i pretty sure it was 100 percent true because i've known drew for years now um mm-hmm. i've had many of many of uh in-person alcohol um I, we're gonna meeting. circle back to that in a second that's my final question so i be meeting but. with drew but um uh yeah i'm gonna have to 100 percent say firing cam would have been like before i even knew you or i was calling for your firing um yeah. that actually means a lot doing. to me that really yeah. meant a lot, so thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, hundred percent through Drew. Um, but it definitely burns Twitter, which is funny. I I got a DM a couple weeks ago from somebody that was like, "Hey, I don't follow you for your video game takes," and I'm like, "I don't get paid for you to follow me, so you yeah, can I just fuck care, off." Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally put, "You can fuck off," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't care. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Did you really just spend your time to DM me that Funny. because <sighs> I put out a tweet about Halo?" And it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I, 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 you know what? I, I think about it now. I should have just responded. Like, do you want me to just go through your tweets and insult you for your hockey takes? Is that what you yeah. want me to do? Is that what you want me to do? Is that what you're missing? Cause I don't miss doing that. I, that's one thing I'll, I'll say this right now. I don't miss having to deal 
with no matter what you say on Bruins Twitter being misconstrued or made like you are an asshole. Yeah. Like I don't miss it. Like I don't, I don't get it. I, I love, I'll still talk hockey with you guys and I still talk it with, with Colin and, but I don't miss any of it. I, I actually feel so much better. And also when there's a Western road trip, I can just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, that's the beauty of this podcast is that we're like half the time we, we hop on here and we're like, all right, so Bruins had a uh, three games. Uh, did anybody watch it? No. All right. We're, uh, yeah, well, somebody else. Come on. <laughs> so we did that with me, Drew and Colin. And I knew Colin <laughs> yeah, didn't watch it because he was at, so- he was coaching soccer and Drew's yeah. like, so did you guys catch the game last night? And I'm like, no. And Drew's like, neither did I. And Colin's like, I was coaching. I'm like, I know none of us caught the game. So yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> It's not good. Watch the highlights. Um, all right, we're gonna get caught out of here in just a sec. But I, like I said, I do want to wrap around to this. Uh, we've heard the the story from Drew a couple times, I think, on the podcast as well. Um, but Drew talks, I believe it was from from last season that you two uh, were down at the garden together. Uh, two seasons the way, ago, was it two years ago? Then uh, yeah, Drew got ill last year. Little little too little too saucy. And uh, he says you, you took on dad responsibilities for the night and took care of him. We've heard it from his side. I'm just curious what it was like from your side as, as other people who usually have to take care of Drew. Uh, curious to see what it was like from your perspective when you were when you were Drew's dad for the night. Well, I'm trying to think because oddly enough, I think Lauren was there at the very beginning of it. Um, we drew, So anytime I'm in Boston, um, it's it's oddly enough the very he was the very first one ever the one time i was in boston when i first was on burns twitter and i put i'm in boston going to the game he was like i'm at the fours and i'm like i'm at the fours and like we were like literally sitting across each other at the bars (laughs) and he was with his dad and we drank before the game but this one i said i was in boston and he always goes out of his way god bless him um to meet up with me no matter what he knows i'm there a certain time he'll make sure that he's there he's got tickets for the game when i go this year as well um he uh was sitting at the bar and he did not have tickets to said game yeah so we went to the game while drew drank (laughs) the whole time so then (laughs) after the game i get to the bar and he is just sitting there and you could just see him like just disheveled he said no i'm good i'm good i'm good and he we we drank we drank i think we were with uh sean ferris uh colin um and my wife yeah yeah no no definitely my wife was there um i gotta remember sometimes and we drank a lot and he you know what he wasn't as bad as he makes it out to be but he was really drunk and i just i just made sure he he got home you know you just gotta make sure the guy's got to do that yeah but like i'll I'll give it to drew he's a good drunk that's good that's big especially this yeah like like we all drink here and sometimes we're i can be a bad drunk like i don't drink um rye anymore which is whiskey but it's canadian whiskey i don't drink that anymore because i'm not a good person on that <sighs> but i'll give it to drew he's never a dick when he's drunk like i've been around him a lot when he's drunk and i've never been like oh he's the obnoxious drunk guy he's never that guy and he's goofy yeah yeah he's he's actually fun to be around because he's just yeah. smiling and he's just like <laughs> He's a lovely, he's lovely like, drunk, yeah. he's, he does this a lot he does whenever he gets yeah, really he drunk the... he puts the, he puts his hand on his face it's like he wants to feel it or something, and he's just got this look of like staring off into space. So sometimes when I see like his stuff on Instagram or Facebook, I'm always laughing. I'm like, he's definitely high or drunk in that. <laughs> Lethargic puppy dog is how I would describe Drew as a drunk. Yeah, that is a very good. Yeah. Wow, that is a 
that's a good description. And you can't get mad at a lethargic puppy dog, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't. Like, Absolutely. Cam, I can picture you being too hyper and then passing out. I, I picture uh, that. Actually, that, I, I'm very much – uh, I'm similar to Drew. I, I not quite as lethargic, but I'm like big time. I'm the classic. Like I get drunk and I just tell everybody how much I love them. I just want to like, Oh, you're that guy. You're the close talker. I'll I'll get, I'll get hammered with you sometime. And I'll just, I'll just sit here and talk about how much you mean to me and how great the podcast (laughs) has been. And it's, it's a good one. Like if you ever need a good confidence boost, just, just load me up a little bit and you're going to be the most important person. Cam, 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 you matter. Don't worry. You're a good person. Now, Chris, do you get philosophical when you're drunk? Yes. Yeah, a lot of people do. don't realize. I didn't realize until I, I saw that in the tweet. And then I had to, I, I DM Drew. And I was like, is this real? He's like, yes. I'm like, oh my God, he's an actual fucking rocket scientist. Um, <laughs> it, it blew my mind. So do, do you, do you get philosophical? Do you get all like extreme, pull your nerd side out? Cause you don't show your nerd side, but you're like, you know, Mark Roper smart. Uh, so See, I look think... at me dropping a Mark Roper thing. Beers <laughs> and Bruins. Yeah, so I don't know who the fuck that is. So that Chris <laughs> definitely knows. Chris knows. I, do, I don't is. know who that is. Really? Oh, you got to. He's uh, he's he works for NASA. Oh, okay. He does YouTube stuff. He's um, wicked. He's wicked smart. Yeah. So I'm I'm fuck yeah, uh, I'm an airplane engineer. So not a, yeah. not an actual rocket scientist. Uh, but yeah, but you're wicked smart. We're splitting hairs uh, there. <laughs> I know, isn't he? Like, oh, he's like on. he's like you know what? I'm an AHL player, not an NHL player. <laughs> It's still pro hockey. Um, yeah. So I, I would say probably more so in college when I would get drunk, I would get real philosophical. Um, loved getting really deep into like time travel discussions and like parallel dimensions and shit. Yeah. Um, the like string theory is always fun. Ooh. Um, okay, I got to get drunk with Chris one day. The, like, the, theoretical physics is. Uh, this side right over it's hard to that one yeah, right no there one, yeah <laughs> i have vested interest in time travel hell yeah yeah I, uh big big fan um uh yeah I, I would say i'm i'm also on on the side of cam too where like it d- depends on the vibes like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ruin a party by like pulling everyone aside and being like hey let's talk well, let's discuss nerd shit over here but if, <laughs> if the vibes are like people are talking nerd shit i'm very willing to get into it um there there was a period of time where um uh, uh, people were like really into like aliens and shit and uh, a lot of people were watching like all those alien shows and uh there were some things about about like that they touched on that i always thought were interesting like some conspiracy theories about like the the pyramids in in egypt and it's not like i didn't think that aliens did it but there are some cool fun facts about the egyptian pyramids that make them really cool marvel uh, engine marvel yeah like they're marvel like it's crazy man so while people were talking about the like alien stuff i was like wait so here's the thing about the pyramids did you know that like (laughs) (laughs) if, if you measure each one of them on each side they're like off by like a yeah no it's it's crazy the the pyramids are just like, I yeah, if would you, love if you throw human like, suffering at, at something for uh, <laughs> decades, you can really do some. Still, <laughs> man, it's crazy those pyramids. But I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, uh, you, know, you, aliens are real. <laughs> Let's be oh, honest oh, here. Yeah. yeah, I laughed. Someone, someone, um, my my cousin was 
put up a little thing. He put up a pyramid today on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it. And I commented to him and he was like, there's like these different levels. And he was like, these are the crazy levels. And I'm like, so I'm definitely blue. And he just started laughing. I'm like, well, it says the aliens. I'm like, aliens are real. Like if we think we're the only people in this world, yeah, <laughs> you got another thing coming. Look at, look, look at us. Look at us. Who, who thought we would get look here? At, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> we got to aliens. We, yeah. got, we, we got to talking about some fun stuff. I, I I'll, I'll talk about conspiracy theories all day long. Like <laughs> I would love, for our next, uh, I so would I guess, love, I guess, love yeah. to know. I guess JFK. the like last thing I'll say on my, like the perfect intersection of the things that I'm interested in mm-hmm. is basically the movie arrival, uh, where one of the main characters is a theoretical physicist and the other is like a, the world's best linguist. Uh, and linguistics is something I'm also really interested in. So like, I don't know, specifically the English language and like origins of different accents and and different ways of saying things um, and and picking apart how movies uh, represent them poorly. Okay, so I so I ask you this: the Boston accent is it? So when you look at New England, New England was you know it's it's one of the first there is. So like a lot of Canada, if you look in that area, like where we are, like where I am, sorry. Um, you have New England, the accents kind of like Mel, but when it gets to Boston, all of a sudden it just becomes this thing. So where does that accent come from? So I, I think a lot of people have the, uh, have a feeling like it comes from Irish immigrants, mm-hmm. but that, that accent, makes no sense to me though. Yeah, that, that yeah, accent, different. it couldn't be further away from, yeah. Yeah. from an Irish English accent. Cause it's uh, almost got the, the Canada a thing going on, but then it goes a little bit further. So yeah. w- when you separate out like what how uh, most uh, English people speak um, with, you know, dropping that R and mm-hmm. how, you know, people in Boston speak also, it's very different from how uh, people in Ireland speak, pronouncing that R pretty heavily. Um, and so a lot of it comes from a kind of desire to separate the the colonies to separate themselves from what, uh, how people in England talked. Um, and the, the like really cool thing for me is that the, the way that most people in the Northeast speak is closer to how people in England spoke before the revolutionary war, which which makes perfect sense considering where everybody, we all come from, like where, where I am in Canada. Um, we did an ancestry. I did on both sides. Um, I even did my family that's in Boston and my family that's in, mm-hmm. in Montreal, uh, in Ottawa area. And we all came from England or France eventually. Like my grandmother, who's from Newfoundland, um, God rest her soul, she was from Ireland. But that just makes sense because if you look, it's it's pretty easy to figure out where you're from. Just go across the water the other way. Yeah. And that's where your ancestors are from nine times <laughs> out of ten, much, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's funny when – because I've I've heard the same thing about the the Boston accent, so I wanted to ask you since you've probably researched it a little bit. I was like, how can it? There's no way it's Irish. Like, yeah. yes, there's a ton of Irish immigrants, but it makes no sense. That that accent came, I think, before a, a lot of settlers from Ireland, but um, it, it's definitely evolved over the years into mm-hmm. into something wild. But yeah, um, well, no, Buffalo has one too. Like, as someone that's in Canada, and I say that I don't have an accent, but like when I first moved here. I was five and I had 
the most wicked Boston accent for a five-year-old living in Canada <laughs> that you ever did see. Um, so I think they're all, I think Northeastern, like Ontario, Quebec, if you really get down to it, we could all hold a conversation pretty easy and no one would half the time wouldn't even know there was an accent. As there, long as you're speaking English, unless you're looking for it. Yeah. So I didn't know there was a Buffalo accent until it's I bad. lived. So my roommate is from Niagara Falls. Okay. Uh, and I just thought she spoke weird. Um, no, her friends came out to visit. Like the first time her friends came out to visit, I was like, oh, you all talk like this. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's the like pronouncing like, pal and pale the same way they just say yep. pal to say pale mm-hmm. it's so weird um yeah I, i've gotten Dude, used to it over the years but try living where i live out here it's hilarious because i don't remember i don't think i say a or a boot i don't say a boot but like i doing uh assemble xp the other day we did a joke we did like this joke video uh, we put it out on twitter where we were like oh we're gonna go get a timmy's <laughs> and like we're gonna get a double double but like if you think about it, like Minnesota has like such a Canadian accent. Yeah. Oh, so similar. Yeah. Don't you know, like that's, that's pretty much the typical Canadian accent. But when I think about um, Boston or any Northeastern, Northeastern state, I'm like, we're all just a stone's throw away. We're Mm -hmm. all just one accent is just changing and it's all pretty much the same accent. If you really got into the, I'm, I'm, I'd be very curious if they did a recording of all of us talking and they could actually take the syllables and like the wavelengths. Take it, take the wavelengths mm-hmm. into like an audio. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's almost the same. Like it's the same. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting, I mean, Court. I uh, I was talking to my girlfriend earlier, and she's from Pittsburgh. So talk about a fucking accent that they got down there. <laughs> uh, toll, tool. Can't tell her. They they can't say sh- uh, she's an anchor too. So this is always great. An anchor in in Maine from Pittsburgh, uh, like a news anchor. So she she tries to say they like toll booth, and it's tool booth every time. Um, but I was talking to her, and I was like, yeah, I love podding with court because he's got just the slightest canadian accent it's not like the most people probably wouldn't notice it but it's it's just like the little bit of, and i have i have canadians in my family on both sides too so i pick up on those things a little bit more i think than, than a lot of people but i always enjoy it a little bit extra i was born in the south and then moved to boston mm-hmm. and then moved to quebec talk about and it then oh, moved to ontario canada so you're going in the right direction my <laughs> accent because your your accent and your language is is from your first what i think it's six years of your life or six or seven yeah that's where you pick everything up but you can so it's weird because if i go to the south i went to florida for three weeks at one point and there's certain areas of florida where there are there is an accent Mm -hmm. and i'll pick up an accent without thinking and say it and boston is a terrible one for me yeah i'm in boston for more than four days yeah, I'm talking terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. It sucks. It's embarrassing yeah. almost. The one that's hates, always my been, wife hates uh, it. Really interesting for me is I have a friend who whose her family's English, uh, but she grew up in, in upstate New York. Uh, junior year of high school, she moved back out there. Still lives out in in England. Um, she's kind of in more Eastern Europe now, um, but her, lived there for a while, and regular communication with her all the time and over the years just watching the little bit of kind of english uh not just the accent but just the the you know the actual the words and just the, the slightly different you know british english versus american english and watching that kind of pile into her language and, and nowadays she say some things and i was just like holy fuck like that was the most british shit i've ever heard and she's like wait really you guys don't say that over there and i'm like no absolutely not 
but it's it's been interesting to see kind of that progression. Like you were saying, like she still has the the base American accent. I think most people over there are like, oh, you totally sound like an American. <laughs> But there's just like it's it's sort of the same as I always joke that like she's kind of a castaway for both of them because neither one of us accept her anymore. <laughs> yeah, have, have you guys ever heard uh, Anya Taylor Joy talk? Because she's no. so she was born in Miami, but she was raised in Brazil and London. So she oh, has man. like this very weird uh, mix of accents. Um, I'm fascinated so, by accents. Yeah, or the yeah, people that can even change them. Like how can yeah. how can you just change? And uh, so like you a, just talked about how you do it, Court. <laughs> yes, but no, but that that yeah. that is that is my lizard brain. Um, <laughs> like a, that's my lizard brain remembering because when I first moved here, um, my parents said like I would say "pock," like it would just yeah. that's how. Hey, you guys, want to go to the pock? And like people around me, like my mom would be like standing there and just looking around like, uh, did anybody else? Uh, <laughs> um, and I, eventually it went away. But yeah. when I'm back in Boston after a couple days or like, I, I remember one time drinking with Drew at the bar. And then by the end of the night, I'm talking with a wicked Boston accent the whole time. I'm, I'm saying green monster. Like I'm just yeah, totally a Boston, the Boston accent out of nowhere. And I, I believe he was like laughing at me one time. He's like, well, I'm like, I don't know, man. It just happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's but to your, to your point, Court, uh, I feel like there are a lot of affectations for not necessarily the Boston accent that everyone thinks of the Bo- as the Boston accent, but people who live in the Boston area who just kind of have a few little aff- affectations that I think are also kind of Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the people who say like hot as, as like hut uh-huh. Connor kind of Ryan like roof if, and, and say, <laughs> say like rough instead of roof. Yeah. Uh, or, you're talking fucking Maine here. Con- Chris, Connor I mean, Ryan, like the perfect Connor Ryan has of. Connor Ryan has a huge Boston accent. The, the strongest yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, but then you got a guy like Nick Godin who yeah. sounds like he's from Canada. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a Mainer now too, but yeah, you, that's uh, really Maine is, is the, the intersection there. You get the, 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 the classic kind of Boston ah, but then you get it's a more of an uh, and you, you you get the in between there like a like a beer or a banger like it's it's kind of an in between. Nothing is more ridiculous though. than the Rhode Island accent. Yeah, <laughs> that, one, that one's wild. Come on, those are that great was, movies. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, let's us. wrap it up here. We, I know we, we talked about soon, um, we talked about maybe five minutes of hockey. <laughs> yeah, that's what the people uh, the people want a distraction from what what happened against hey, Calgary. So yeah. I, I can, I can genuinely say even with that, this has been one of the most fun episodes we've had in a while. So I've and had a great time. Less I, I, I wanted to pick Chris's brain and I did. I had him, I had him thinking. And that's <laughs> he, he got very dangerous thing to get me. Thinking. <laughs> hey, it, it's not a dangerous thing. Getting us actually thinking and talking about a different conversation than what we were thinking about actually is good brain food. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Chris, you started. You want to you wrap us here? Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been your uh, regularly scheduled Friday content. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and you got right. it. Uh, uh, Court, thanks for coming on, man. This has been yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, it was fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate not really talking hockey. <laughs> we'll be back on, Sounds back on soon for sure. Uh, and if you're a gamer, go check out Three Dads on a Console. And assemble XP if you like uh, Xbox. We have a YouTube channel. Or, uh, we are very, very close to a thousand subscribers. So I'm gonna go toss and, you one right in, now. I'm seriously in in just 41 days. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful.
monetization at Bell's Boys. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, good shit. Boys, pleasure, boys. Thanks, Thank you. Mm-hmm.